For nearly four decades, all Australians have had access to a little green card promising universal health care. That every Australian, from newborn babe to Prime Minister, can share in the cheapest, simplest and fairest health insurance scheme Australia's ever had. But Medicare, which began 39 years ago under Prime Minister Bob Hawke, is now under immense pressure. Here's the Health Minister, Mark Butler, on breakfast earlier this week. People recognise that this cherished institution is in real strife. I've said it; it's in the worst shape it's been in the 40-year history of Medicare. The consensus from doctors, from nurses, from patient groups and many others is that Medicare designed 40 years ago with a completely different disease profile to the one we see today is not delivering the wraparound multidisciplinary care that modern Australia needs. That's the Health Minister Mark Butler and of course you can listen to that interview on the ABC Listen app. Our failing health system and what to do about it is the focus of today's meeting of National Cabinet. That's the meeting between the Prime Minister and the Premiers and Chief Ministers. To discuss, I'm joined by Stephen Duckett. He's Honorary Professor at the University of Melbourne and a member of the Strengthening Medicare Task Force. Welcome back to Breakfast. Good morning, Patricia. Now, the Health Minister, Mark Butler, told this program on Tuesday that simply throwing more money at the health system isn't going to work. So what is the solution, do you think? So there are structural underpinnings problems with Medicare as it stands at the moment. Medicare, as you said, was introduced in 84, was actually designed in the 60s. The health system or the health problems of the population was different back then. More acute illnesses were treated by GPs, for example. They're still treated by GPs, but the whole population is ageing. There's more multiple chronic disease and so on. The ownership structure of general practice has changed. Back then, there used to be solo practitioners or small partnerships. Now, there are big corporates listed on the stock exchange who own uh, general practices and so on. So very different environment. The the fundamental design has not changed. It needs to change uh, before we actually invest more money. Reform is never cheap. The, is the, if the Commonwealth genuinely wants to fix Medicare and, and go back to that principle of what it's meant to deliver for Australians, are we ultimately talking about boosting the health budget? Yes, we have to. Um, the government said at the election, we're going to put $250 million a year on the table to actually uh, strengthen Medicare, which is what the task force was all about. That, in my view, is not enough, but it's not... You don't want to invest it all in one go. You've got to get the basics right and then commit to a longer-term plan, which will involve much more money than, than the 250 that the government has put on the table. But you've got to get the foundations right before you invest. How much more? You say the 250 isn't enough. How much more? Um, well, the College of GPs and the AMA said they want uh, $2 billion tomorrow. Um, obviously, that's not going uh, today. That's not going to happen. But I think we are talking about a billion or more going into the primary care system over time. Over what time? Uh, PK, you're, you're pushing me a bit there. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, uh, I think it will take a couple of years for the foundations to be established in place. So maybe going into the next election, the government ought to be making a commitment to put a lot more money into the system. And that money, uh, I mean, obviously today's a key meeting and the premiers are talking about hospitals under severe strain, obviously GPs saying they're in crisis and bulk billing rates at really low levels. 
Is today going to have to be a day where money is put on the table to, to deal with the immediate problem? So I've been disappointed with the Premier's um, suggestions and and their rhetoric in advance of today's meeting. There's two things. Basically, they're going to the, uh, to the Commonwealth with two demands. One, the Commonwealth should give them more money for hospitals and two, the Commonwealth should give more money to GPs. There's nothing there about what the states are going to do. And, you know, I think it's a bit outrageous that they say, well, it's all the Commonwealth's job to fix things and that's actually half the spend in hospitals is theirs. So, I mean, I think hopefully out of this meeting, the Commonwealth, the state premiers will grow up and actually be adult in their conversation rather than pretending they're a kid asking for more lollies. Okay, that's quite a rebuke of the premiers. Uh, what do you expect them to put on the table in, in exchange? Well, the hospital system needs reform. There needs to be uh, more investment by most states. Uh, Victoria has stepped up by investing in mental health. The other states haven't. The state they, You can improve the efficiency of hospitals. But you've also got the Commonwealth has to step up as well to say we're going to actually make the relationships between the primary care system and the hospital system better. So it ought to be a joint commitment to actually do real things to improve the access for Australians to the healthcare system and improve the quality of care. And you know what's in this strengthening Medicare task force report because you're on the uh, you're actually part of the the report. They're going to see that. They've been briefed on it. Is it your understanding that today is about um, confirming support or working to, from that, those tiers of government to work on the outcomes in there? So I'm not privy to what the Cabinet document says the going into the, the into the Cabinet, but certainly the Strengthening Medicare Task Force sets a foundation, but it also says, look, there are things that the Commonwealth and states have to work together, for example, on regulating of uh, the health professions, you know, who can prescribe what, for example. So hopefully there will be a joint commitment to do some joint work to move forward to actually make the system more a system for 2023 and less a system for... 1963. Do they need to walk out, though, with a deal that will help somebody, let's uh, invent somebody right now listening in Canberra who can't get a bulk billing doctor this week? Uh, I don't think tomorrow we'll see a different health system from today. Um, but how quickly is really what I'm trying to Yeah, but I do think that over the next 12 months, we should actually begin to see some change. Now, in terms of this is really hard for bulk billing access. It's dropped from about 88% of all attendances to about 82 or so percent over the last nine months, which is there's still a very high rate of bulk billing. But as you point out, in some places like Canberra, rural Australia, people are not being able to see a doctor because of cost. And that is not what Medicare was about. Medicare was about removing the financial barriers for everybody uh, from the youngest person to the high, to the Prime Minister. Medicare was about universal access. Can you sort of hand on heart say right now Medicare is delivering universal access? No, I can't. Uh, that is, there are many people who can't afford it, are facing very high out-of-pocket costs and can't get to see a doctor, and that is not what Medicare should be about. As we know on that issue, GPs want the government to increase the rebate they're paid. Is that a reasonable demand? And why is the government so hesitant to the idea? It's reasonable and unreasonable, Patricia. The, 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 for the first point, since Medicare was started in 84, 
the rebate has actually gone up in line with inflation, but it hasn't gone up in line with average weekly earnings. That's the difference. And so when you, if you're a practice owner, you'll say, well, hang on, my costs are going up, but the rebate hasn't kept pace with average weekly earnings. And I think it should have. I think there should be an independent price setting tribunal so that governments can't play around with the rebate as they did over the previous government. One of the other ideas that's been floated is allowing pharmacists to issue prescriptions and, and making greater use of nurse practitioners. I mean, they're two different ideas. Let's start with the pharmacist one. And and I think the Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has been um, very much behind this. What do you think of it? So uh, certainly pharmacists are well-trained to do that. My Where I start from is I want a primary care system where the GP is, is central to it all. So I do support pharmacists prescribing and doing medic, medication con, continu, continuance, but it must be in cooperation with the general practitioner, not in competition. You don't want to undermine general practice yet more by by doing that. So the design of how pharmacists are involved is the issue, not whether pharmacists should be involved. Doctors claim that they're under attack and that this proposal for pharmacists to issue scripts is the latest example do you are doctors they're clearly expressing that they feel really downtrodden at the moment they feel really pushed yeah there was some unfair media uh late last year uh early this year which i think was unfair attacking them all of being fraudulent and so on but you know they they bulk billing rates have been going down and so people governments have to think about well if people can't get access to a gp what are we going to do so it there is a other people who can do somewhat similar roles, not the same role, but and the, and we have to be using everybody to their full scope of practice. So I think the GPs have to say, mm, is some of our behaviour what's driving governments turning to alternative uh, proposals? Just finally on mental health, which is huge, uh, the government decided not to extend the program which doubled the number of Medicare-funded mental health consultations from 10 to 20 because they said it didn't improve access and really the the... The suggestion is that it just helps a small group of privileged people. That's me paraphrasing, but that's really kind of the critique. How can they improve access then? Yeah, well, the the Better Access Program, which is what that program's called, is essentially incredibly inequitable. Basically, psychologists charge a huge out-of-pocket. They end up being paid more per hour than a GP, which I think is outrageous. So, you know, I think the government's decision or non-decision, that is, to let it lapse, was absolutely fair. But the government has... And on on Monday of this week, there was a a forum in Canberra, uh, which I attended, about what we should be doing about mental health, and certainly the government has to step up and do more, hopefully, in the budget on that topic. Quite a lot to do with the budget, it seems, Stephen Duckett. Thank you for coming in. Pleasure, Patricia. Professor Stephen Duckett. He's Honorary Professor at the University of Melbourne and a member of the Strengthening Medicare Task Force. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.